Welcome to the Biohacking Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Amitai Eschel, the co-founder and CEO of Young Goose. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey where we blend science, technology, and beauty to empower you to become the best version of yourself. In today's solo episode, we're going to take a deep dive into a topic that's been creating quite a buzz, whether it is in Hollywood, in biohacking, health, and the wellness community, which is NAD+, or NAD, in skincare specifically. If you've ever wondered what NAD is, why it's gaining so much attention, and most importantly, how it can potentially transform your skincare routine, then this episode is for you. NAD, or nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide, is a coenzyme found in all living cells and plays a significant role in cellular metabolism and DNA repair. It's linked to aging and the way its levels in our bodies change over time has become a focal point in the pursuit of both health optimization and aesthetic enhancement. Today, will uncover the science behind NAD, discussing its function in the body as a whole and its relationship with aging and especially skin aging. We'll delve into the exciting world of NAD and skincare, exploring its potential benefits from improving skin health to its anti-aging effects and its role in DNA repair at the skin level. We'll also share some of the latest studies and research finding that shed light on its effects. Lastly, we'll discuss how you can incorporate NAD into your skincare routine, whether it is through Young Goose products that have NAD building blocks and including different forms of NAD products available, tips on application for maximum effectiveness and important safety considerations. Remember, your skincare journey and your results are deeply personal. And while NAD is this magic molecule that makes your skin and body behave like a younger tissue, it is important to know how to capitalize on that and how to incorporate these products into your routine specifically. Before we delve into the heart of our discussion, if you haven't done so already, we would greatly appreciate it if you could take a moment to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback helps us improve and reach more people. Now, let's explore the powerful world of NAD and your skin. So as we started this episode, NAD or nicotinamide adenine dinucleotide is a crucial player in every person's body. So if we took NAD out of a person's body, they will be dead in 30 seconds. And indeed, we already had one episode really looking at how NAD behaves on a cellular level and what it contributes to. Uh, what's interesting about NAD is that, first of all, it was discovered in the very early 20th century. The person who studied it received a Nobel Prize for it in 1921, so over 100 years ago. But really, for the longest period of time, we looked at NAD as far as its role in cellular metabolism. You can think of it as a kind of um, server like in a restaurant of electrons, which powers up the mitochondria and allows us to create energy. And what's interesting about it is that for until the 1980s, 90s, that's really what NAD was considered as far as its contribution. But what we've learned through 
longevity research is that NAD does much more and is involved in about 600 repair processes, especially as it pertains to powering up sirtuins, which are our NAD I call it the police of the DNA, basically. It repairs DNA damage, and it actually does it in two ways, and that's a good and interesting idea as far as connecting it to the skin a little bit later on. But NAD is a crucial molecule as far as repair. A lot of processes are just not going to work at all if there is lower levels of NAD. And guess what? By the time we're 60 years old, we have about half of the NAD that we had before. So it lowers with age. It starts in our mid-20s early 30s, and it lowers as time goes on. So we have also less cellular energy, but also less DNA repair. And we can really think of DNA repair in two ways. First, when the DNA gets damaged, NAD powers a set of enzymes called PARPs, which go ahead and repair that DNA. But also, it preserves DNA integrity. So it powers another set of enzymes that are called sirtuins, And sirtuins really are, if we think of PARPs as the uh, fire department of the DNA, when there is a fire, they go and hopefully eliminate that fire. Sirtuins are more like the police of our DNA. It makes sure everything runs in order and that there is no confusion. So obviously every cell in our body has the full information of uh, the full DNA. So how does a skin cell know to be a skin cell rather than a heart cell? So most of the information is actually hidden from that cell. It, turn, it, it is turned off. And only the genes that pertain to what it means to be a skin cell are turned on for that matter. If we talk about the skin if we'll, or talk about other cells, other organs, only the information that is important to how to behave like that cell is operational, can be read by the cell. As we grow older, what happens is that some segments of the DNA that are actually pertain to how the instructions of how to be a heart cell, for example, are going to be turned on in our skin cell and vice versa. Information of how what it means to be a skin cell is going to be turned off. It is the role of our sirtuins to keep everything in order. And because NAD lowers with age and they can't function their police work correctly, the DNA becomes more and more corrupted, basically, and that is basically epigenetic aging. Epigenetics is the expression of our DNA. So as I said, NAD is important also to create energy, but also to power up those mechanisms that keep us young and many other mechanisms that are in charge to keep us young, vital, etc. As I said, as we grow older, two things happen. The first thing is that the body needs to recycle most of its NAD. And unfortunately, the body doesn't do it as well as we grow older. So NAD levels lower with age. The other thing that happens is that there is a raise of of an enzyme that's called CD38. And CD38 is uh, something that most people don't talk about yet. But CD38 has higher affinity to NAD than other cells, other pathways, other functions. So it gobbles up NAD, and that's a negative thing. So it actually depletes NAD from the body. CD38 raises naturally as we age, but also can raise when we have leaky gut, bacterial overgrowth, E. coli exposure, and things like that. So as far as like maintaining healthy NAD levels in our body as a whole and in our skin, we do definitely want to boost NAD levels, but we also want to try and lower CD38 levels. And now really we're going to go into 
what it means to boost NAD levels. So NAD is, is a molecule that really the body knows what to do with it only when it's inside our cell. The body doesn't understand really how to get NAD into our cell when it's a full molecule. So the body knows to use NAD when it's in, inside our cell and then to spit out that exhaust, basically, that after product of that NAD utilization. And then it knows to recycle it back to precursors, to building blocks, and to usher them into the cell. It does have specific pathways to usher those precursors into the cell, and then it knows to create NAD in the cell. So when we talk about NAD boosting, we really want to think of communicating in the way that the body understands. What it has become very popular as far as overall in the body NAD boosting is NAD IVs and any or drips uh, basically and when we have an nad drip actually what the body does it breaks it down to the precursors and then it's it's able to usher it into the cells there is a little caveat there your brain cells and your heart cells can actually usher in nad as a whole but our other cells and when we are interested for example in our skin it cannot happen and we're going to talk about it a little bit more later on another form of nad boosting whole body NAD boosting, is taking supplementation, which actually works great, especially when we're supplementing in these precursors, in, the, in these building blocks. And these building blocks can be nicotinic acid or niacin. It can be niacinamide. It can be NR, which is nicotinamide riboside, and it can be NMN, which is nicotinamide mononucleotide. These are the most known ones. Another precursor is actually tryptophan, and another one is meristyl nicotinate, which, which is a more synthetic version of a precursor. And there are many, many more precursors that are being studied. Mainly the family of the B3 vitamins are going to be those building blocks for NAD. As far as niacinamide, which is no-flush niacin, unfortunately, it is a cue in the body that we've created a lot of NAD. So it can have a very, very, you know, and the point of diminishing return is, is very stark. If we take too much niacinamide or if we take any at all, the body is actually going to recycle less and less NAD. So that is no flush niacin is actually not something that, I, that we recommend, that most people recommend taking as far as boosting NAD levels. Niacin is unfortunately something that a lot of people have problems with because it does make you flush. It can raise uh, insulin levels. So most people you know, prefer taking either NR or NMN, which are the two leading supplements at the moment. I wanted to take a quick break from today's episode to chat with you about our Young Goose skincare products and our special offer for podcast listeners only. Our products provide you with skin regenerative therapy that corrects the cellular damage that is accumulated over time and aims to lower the functional age of the skin. If you're a first-time Young Goose customer, we are offering the listeners of this podcast 20% off their first order by using the promo code PODCAST20 during checkout. If you are a longtime user and have already tried our products, we highly appreciate you coming back coming back to this podcast and listening to us and also coming back and using our products. And we would like to offer you 10% off with the promo code PODCAST10.
When we do take supplements, since they go through the gut and our liver and, you know, any organ as we grow older needs more NAD, what happens is, is that they get prioritized in different tissues. About 95% of the supplement that we're taking is going to get directly converted into NAD in our liver. So we get a lot less in circulation when we supplement orally on those precursors. And that is why when we talk about our skin, it is crucial that we find another avenue to supplement NAD precursors, NAD building blocks, NR and NMN in the skin. The problem with NAD, if we try to get it absorbed through the skin, maybe, you know, maybe we will say, hey, if it works in an IV, let's give the skin NAD. It's going to break it down and we're going to be enjoying NAD in our cells. Unfortunately, NAD is a much larger molecule than your pores. So it cannot get absorbed through the skin. Even if we supply a lot of NAD to the skin directly, none of it is going to be absorbed. And that is a problem, especially because, as we said, there are a lot of different companies right now on the market talking about NAD in skincare. So specifically, when we talk about NAD in skincare, we really want to look for those precursors. NR, NMN, tryptophan, nicotinic acid, etc. Uh, Marist nicotinate, etc. And that is what we do at Young Goose. In order to have them absorb better because they're to have them smaller than your pores for them to absorb, we actually nanosize them and we wrap them in lipids. So it's uh, liposomal, so they are more stable. Another problem in NAD in skincare is that even if it did absorb, as we said, we can show that we have more NAD on the skin, but the cells cannot really usher it in. It doesn't have connections. It doesn't have these pathways that will allow the skin cells to usher NAD in. So again, it's very important to take precursors. The problem with precursors when we have them in a solution like that is that they have a very short shelf life. That is why there has to be a few precautions. If you want to keep them in the fridge, that's fine. But that is why we wrap them in lipids for them to be more stable and we also nano-size them for them to absorb very, very well. But let's discuss the benefits of boosting NAD in the skin and NAD boosting through skincare. So first and foremost, as we grow older and we have more damage to our DNA, our skin our, or PARPs, the, the police, the, the uh, fire department in the skin really monopolizes the available NAD in our skin. Because think about it, if you have very, very limited amount of fuel and your city is burning down, who would you prioritize the fuel supply to? Would you give your fuel to the police or would you give your fuel to the fire department? You probably would uh, defund the police at that point. You probably would give it to the fire department. Unfortunately, what happens in our skin is since the PARPs, these enzymes that are the fire department, get all the NAD, we get very high levels of NAD corruption, basically, NAD that is not behaving well, and we get a lot of epigenetic mistakes in the skin, which obviously can express themselves as wrinkles, pigmentation, anything, anything that the skin uh, behaves like an older skin, basically, rigidity, skin thinning, laxity, and so on and so on. So first and foremost, when we boost NAD in the skin, we feed those sirtuins, those the police department of our DNA and also fuel more DNA repair. So we can have a younger, more youthful skin that on its own 
shows some results, especially if we already have issues in the skin that are ongoing. If the skin is trying to repair itself, that is something that's going to help it greatly. Another thing is if you are planning on doing any uh, aesthetic procedures, your skin is going to repair itself much better. It has access to better information on how to create collagen, how to create elastin, how to create hyaluronic acid, etc. but also more energy for actual repair. If your skin it's not actually in repair mode. If it doesn't understand, you know, the skin doesn't understand a wrinkle is a problem. The skin doesn't understand laxity is a problem. Pigmentation is a problem. In order to really capitalize on more youthful behaving skin on that boost of NAD, we really need to demand repair from our skin. That is why when we started with our first product, which was this longevity product that boosted NAD levels in the skin, that really showed how the skin can function like a younger skin, there is, we really needed to create more products to signal to the skin that it needs to repair specific things. And the combination between the two is what made us, you know, a cult product in, in a lot of, um, bio, in, in the biohacking community or a lot of the health optimization communities out there because of that combination of signaling repair and fueling repair or enabling repair, not only obviously in the DNA level and onwards all the way to less wrinkles, laxity, hyperpigmentation, more glowing skin, etc. And indeed, there are studies showing that through this mechanism, we can have the skin behave 20 years younger and we show reduction in wrinkles, more hydration, uh, less pigmentation, less wrinkles, etc. There are also studies published not by us, on how NAD precursors such as MN, myristine nicotinate, and others boost NAD levels in the skin. So this is something that is, that is supported by, by literature. How do we incorporate NAD in skincare? So most of the time, we are using serums to signal repair for the skin. So even though we can have NAD in serums, we feel it's more important to have NAD in something that you're going to put apply twice a day, such as a moisturizer, and have the NAD precursors be present there, even though you could use NAD serums as well. But you are taking away from some of the active ingredients that you would like to signal repair with. So that's a give and a take there. So normally creams are a better idea as far as how to boost NAD levels in the skin. Another thing that we can do is, again, eliminate CD38. Our cleanser, for example, and if you remember CD38, I started the podcast by explaining that this is uh, an enzyme that depletes NAD levels in the body and in our skin specifically. So in our cleanser, what we did is we incorporated a very basically chamomile essential oil that is very high in something called apigenin. Some of you might know apigenin because that's what makes you sleepy in chamomile, chamomile. but also apigenin is eliminating CD38. So when you, we uh, wash our face with the adaptogenic cleanser by, by Young Goose, we uh, leave it on the skin at least 10 seconds. I leave it on for two minutes. I shave with it as well. And that will eliminate some of those uh, CD38 levels and by proxy boost NAD levels, prepare our skin for, for more active ingredients later on. And NAD boosting would be more effective. As far as this podcast, kind of bringing it all into conclusion, NAD is a magical molecule, is a longevity molecule, an amazing molecule, definitely one of the most exciting molecules we have as far as longevity and anti-aging. But it's not a silver bullet. It doesn't signal repair in the body. 
especially for things that the body doesn't understand that repair is needed. I'll give you an example. If you if you broke your arm and the arm healed in the wrong way, the, the bones healed in a malformed way. If we boost NAD significantly in the body, it doesn't mean the body is going to go back and correct that uh, bone breakage. What we need to do, unfortunately, is re-break that bone and then obviously boost the body's ability to repair itself. And that is what we, why we need to signal different repair processes in the skin. Obviously, you can go to Young Goose and learn how to do it. You can take a very short quiz, and by that quiz, you can kind of understand what signals you should uh, give your skin and then boost it with NAD, obviously. In general, a lot of people are, are asking us if I apply NAD on our, my skin, should I also take supplements or do IVs? Obviously, your body needs NAD as a whole, and when the body functions correctly as a whole, your skin will enjoy it. So definitely supplement on NAD. If you would like to do IVs, you could do that as well. I would highly recommend do your own research, go on a deep dive of, on NAD and where to get the best sources, etc., and, and maybe different ways you can, you can uh, improve your skincare routine with NAD. And obviously, last but not least, I really thank you, everyone, for listening to this solo episode that we did specifically about NAD. I'm reminding you that if you haven't done so yet, please take two seconds out of your day, subscribe to this podcast, and hopefully also leave us a review. In, in normal episodes, we also answer some questions. So if you have any specific question, you can leave it that question in the review, and we will address that question either in the next episode or in the episode that is suitable for that question. So I appreciate all of you. I appreciate the time that you spent with me here. Please don't be, don't hesitate to reach out to us with any questions, with anything you have, and we'll see you here next time. Take care. Mm-hmm.